Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. I am your host, Scott Hansen. And uh, first of all, if you are brand new to the Success Hackers podcast and you're like, man, I've heard about this from friends or from colleagues or whatever, welcome. We always love the new Hacker Nation community members, we call it. Um, and what Success Hackers really is, is one of the top business and entrepreneurial podcasts really in the world. Uh, we've been touted by iTunes as one of the top business podcasts, and we're reaching out to entrepreneurs and business owners and literally helping them get to the next level of success. How do we do that? We do that by literally having on some of the most successful entrepreneurs and business owners on the planet, on the show, and we get the really cool opportunity to what I call peek behind the curtains of their life, of their business. And these guests are not you know, individuals that did it 25 years ago and had success. These are people right now, today, in the trenches, making shit happen in a really positive way. So, and today is no different. I'm really, really excited to talk, to bring on this individual here in a second. But before we do, Again, if you're brand new, welcome to welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. And if you're if you're a seasoned Hacker Nation community uh, member, we always welcome you back as well. And and again, thank you so much for continuing to listen and spread the word and subscribe on iTunes. Um, it's because of you that we continue to grow and have a massive impact. So, with that said, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We are about to speak to someone who can literally teach us how to start thinking about our businesses. As a franchise, which I'm super excited about, as a business strategist and a business coach, I'm always teaching my business owners, what's the end goal? What are they looking to do? What's the end goal in game? And how do we put the process and systems into having them either sell, franchise, or give it to their next of kin, but making sure that the business is running properly. So with that being said, today our featured guest is Mr. Hossein Kazmai. Hossein, are you ready to rock? I am ready. I'm fired up. Hossein Kazmai is known as the franchise creator. He has extensive experience in the field of franchising, founding many franchise concepts of his own, including Gardakid, founded in 2005. By 2010, five years after its initial launch, Gardakid expanded to over 175 franchises in over 11 countries worldwide. This franchise creator now helps other entrepreneurs decide when to franchise and teaches them how to franchise successfully. Hossein, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is really great to have you on the show. Thank you, Scott. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, um, first of all, I want to I congratulate you. I know this was a few years back, but taking a concept and an idea and birthing that into something that, uh, that then turned into 175 franchises in 11 countries. So first of all, you know, that's no small feat. So let's not let that go uh, unnoticed. So congrats on that. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, Scott. It was a um, it was a pleasure to see a small company, um, homegrown, um, something that I started uh, 
literally out of my house, um, to see it grow into locations that I had a hard time pinning on a map. You know, I'm talking <laughs> about areas of the world that, <laughs> that you know, small countries and what have you. And uh, for me, that was um, definitely a, a learning experience, uh, which allowed me to enter into the, um, the franchise world. And that's something that we're going to talk about extensively today. And I want to ask you, kind of going back to that time, when you were building up this concept, this business, Garda Kid, um, did you ever have the notion that when you started it, you wanted to turn it into a franchise? Or was it as you were building this one location, maybe you met someone or you know, maybe you went on YouTube or you took a class on franchise and said, you know what, we can take this thing not only locally and build it up, but also obviously expand it into other locations and, and call it a franchise. What was your thought on, on that? So, Scott, from the moment I started this business, I didn't start it to be a local um, onesie type of uh, operation. And that actually, you know, it, it, it surprises me sometimes how business owners start a business, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a gym or whatever it is. And they usually tie a neighborhood name or a city name to the business name which to me has got a very narrow-minded view as to, okay, I'm really, you know, opening this business for this one location, you know, right. because you obviously don't have an idea about growing it, or the, at least you're not, you don't have the vision about growing this business. For me, when I started this, I said to myself that I'm not doing this for one location. I want to try this in one location. And once I prove the concept, I want this to grow worldwide. One thing I did know is growing something, a business worldwide, especially in the field of children, you know, it's difficult because you can't be in 10, 15, or certainly not in 175 places at the same time. So I needed dedicated and vested individuals, people that actually had uh, the same enthusiasm and the same fire in their engine that I had when they woke up in the morning about the business. Mm. And the only answer to that was franchising. So from the very early on, I realized that franchising is this only solution for growing a homegrown business like that that I cared so much for. And you know, I want to get into the granulars of, of what that looks like and, and what's necessary. But from a 30,000-foot level, when you were doing that, what was the ultimate goal or the ultimate outcome by – First of all, having the mindset of, I don't want to just have one location in a neighborhood. I want to make this worldwide. And then you started to learn how to, f maybe franchising made sense, and that's exactly what you did. And now you're, you're, you know, this is what you do for a living is help others do the same thing. But going back to that, it, is it a, um, was there a bigger goal in mind? Meaning, I wanted more leverage. I wanted more time. I wanted passive income. I wanted to be able to be, you know, not just working in my business, but working on my business. What was the ultimate goal from taking a concept and then turning it into uh, a multi-city uh, location uh, franchise? Right, right. Um, so that's a great question. What happens is, you know, there are two elements that always stand in front of a business owner wanting to grow the business. One is time and the other is money. Right. So and you, we never have unlimited amount of either one of those. So if for me, I realized that if I want to grow this business, I want to grow it fast. 
And to grow it fast, I need oodles of money. And uh, and even if I had the oodles of money at the time to, 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 to grow this business, what I didn't have is the time to be – uh, you know, spending on, uh, you know, on the growth of each location uh, as I grow this in various parts of the country. So to solve that problem, you know, I said, what is the right way to do this in order to bypass these two obstacles that are in my way? And the only way to do that was franchising because franchising allows you to grow your business with utilizing other people's money and other people's time. Mm -hmm. So when a when I expand my location from Miami to let's say Orlando or even across the country to California, well I can't be there uh, you know 8 hours a day or or 40 hours a week, but the person that's buying that franchise certainly can. Also, there's costs costs involved with opening and operating that particular location. Once again, if I'm going to do 100, 200, or 1,000 of these, those that money has to come from somewhere. So franchising provides an opportunity for that individual who's concentrating on his or her location to be able to fund it and then, of course, put the time that's, that's required. Mm-hmm. So that's really one thing that allowed me to bypass those two obstacles and get to that uh, finish line very quickly. Yeah, so in your mind, the time and money uh – pillars, if you will, that got removed. So now you're able to do these things, um, you know, um, without, without worrying about the time and the money, like you said, or generate, you know, having to, to put a lot of money into and physically going to a new location every single time. And you hit the nail on the head. You can't be, you can't be in multiple locations, uh, all at once, which brings me to, let's get granular about this. Cause I know there's, there's a lot of business owners right now going, okay, that's great. This guy's been successful, but can I do this? Is this something that I can turn my business into a franchise? So let's let's really get granular about this. What are you talk about these seven tips to franchising your small business? What are some of the components that someone absolutely must have in order to start thinking about taking their business and possibly turning it into a franchise? Sure. So one of the things, the first thing first is you have to have um, you have to have a business that you're operating successfully. And what I mean by successfully is you have a business that's liked. People are coming to you and more and more people are coming to you to utilize your services, to utilize your products. In other words, your business may or may not be profitable yet, but you see the the results are coming. You see the growth is happening on a daily basis. Your sales are going up on a monthly basis, on an annual basis. And, um, you know, people are leaving good reviews. You know, people are liking what they see. This is one of the probably main pillars of this business. Branding is another one. You know, I talked about this localized branding that people come up uh, come up with, which really inhibits and in, you know their growth, or at least it it stops their their uh, the potential for them to go nationwide or worldwide. So. Branding is very important. We work with, you know, here at Franchise Creator, we work with business owners to either A, rebrand their, their, their operation or at least enhance their branding to a point where the brand is recognized. You know, when you look at brands that are out there that are doing so well, 
you know, you see names that it's easy to remember. These are names like Subway, like McDonald's and 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 Wendy's and and on and on, right? These are names that you see them, you remember them. It's um, they're easy to pronounce. They're very general in nature and not specific to a particular um, ethnicity or local uh, local uh, um, uh, for a particular city or anything else. So um, and after branding, you know, we look at the owners themselves. What is the passion? Is there passion? Is this an owner that's got one foot in retirement dragging the other one in? Or is this an owner that is so excited to grow this business? Is this an owner that has that same passion, um, you know, in their hearts uh, that they expect to see from their franchisees, right? So we examine the owner, we examine who they are, what their background is, what they, you know, where they're, you know, where they've been in their lives and how they got there. So those are some of the things that we look at. Obviously, we look at the profitability of the company and all of that, but that isn't necessarily a key factor in franchising a business. What is a key factor is the industry the company is in as well. You know, what industry is this in? Is this an industry that's so saturated? Is this something very new and hot? Is this a trendy industry? Is this something that's in now and maybe gone six months from now? You know, um, those are the type of things. And then, of course, the most important thing in, in, in franchising a business that we look at here at Franchise Creator is, is this business uh, duplicatable? Can this business be duplicated into another uh, um, um, location, right? right. Yeah. Does it really depend on its owner's talents? Or is this something that the owner can train someone else and that someone else can mimic exactly what this owner is doing? Now, if you created a business that so depend so heavily depends on you personally, then you really stopped your own growth, right? You don't want to do that. You want to make sure whatever business you're creating, you're creating it with the mindset that it can grow. You you want to you want to make sure that it's scalable. And and those are the type of things that we look at. Let Stop. me ask you a question. Um, as you're talking about sort of the the, <clears throat> the things that need to be put into place, one of the things that as a business strategist, I work with small business owners, helping them get to the next level of revenue and profitability. And um, we I, we work with a lot of service-based professionals. I'm just curious. When you look at a business, I would imagine that most of the businesses that you look at have some sort of a product attached to it. And, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'll, I'll let you answer that after I, I ask this. And the reason why I'm asking is because you have attorneys, you have um, people that sell marketing services, coaching services, or you know anything that's service-based. Um, a lot of times when I work with business owners, they're very good at what they do, right? So the hardest part about having them work less yet earn more is Scott how if I'm the rainmaker I'm bringing in the deals you know my customers love me etc cetera, etc cetera, and it's typically service based the biggest rub is how do we almost separate that person cuz they're so good at what they do and rather than having Joe Smith being the guy that does all the great work it's the name of the company does all the great work and whether Joe's there or not uh, it doesn't matter because the, 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 the customer is still going to get amazing service or amazing quality. How do you differentiate, number one, is the companies that you typically work with, are they product-based? 
And then secondly, if not, if they're also service-based, what's the biggest sort of shift that you work with business owners to say, okay, we can't have you being the best at what you do because of what you just said. We can't duplicate that. So in franchising, you know, fran- when, when franchising first started, um, it, it, it really concentrated on product-based type of franchises. Right, right. But as of recent years, service-oriented um, franchises have dominated the market. Mm. Um, they're... As a matter of fact, a lot more um, easier to duplicate a service-oriented business than a product-oriented business because a service is usually something that's easily teachable. It's train. It's it, you can train someone to provide that very service. Now, if that product is to be developed on site or is supposed to be produced on site, there is a potential that the producer or the developer on that particular site isn't doing it exactly the way that they did it in the original location. So service-oriented businesses, uh, you know, you got anything from from um, pet, you know, care, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, uh, you know, grooming services that are now available in a mobile operation, um, to, uh, you know, fitness. Uh, when you look at fitness, you look at um, hair stylists and uh, barber shops. Um, you look at a lot of businesses like this. And then, of course, is healthcare. Healthcare has been huge in, in franchising in the last decade. We here at Franchise Creator have introduced probably the most number of healthcare franchises as a whole to the to, to the industry than than anyone else. Uh, majority of the healthcare franchises came from this office. Uh, we we initiated them, and yeah, that's that's a service oriented industry, and um, you know it's allowed. Uh, what it has allowed is uh, it's allowed a typical business owner to be able to get into the healthcare world. For example, owning an urgent care center, mm-hmm. um, uh, which they couldn't before. Right. You know, you know, as 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 an individual, if you if you know if you want to get into it, if, you know, owning a medical practice, you know, how do you do that? You don't know where to start, what equipment you need, you know, to 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 have. Who do you hire? Right. What what certifications you need? All of that has been answered in franchising. So that allows a typical, you know, uh, non clinician uh, to be able to get into this world and be able to profit from it. Yeah, that's awesome. And Hacker Nation, we're going to have every everything that we're talking about today is going to be on the show notes page. And at the end of the show, we're going to have um, – Hossein's going to share with all of us where we can go to get more information or possibly even work with his company. So you got to make sure to stay all the way to the end um, when he shares that. But one of the, que- the other questions that I had for you is quality. So I would imagine that this mindset shift of, well, I have to do it all. I own the personal training studio and people come to see me because I know what I, I have the before and after pictures and I'm a great trainer or I cut hair and I'm the best hairstylist, you know, in, in, in the area and people come to me, my boutique, my beauty salon, because I'm so good. How do you get that, right? That mentality to say, okay, you might be a very good trainer, a very good uh, a baker, a very good uh, hairstylist. How do you take that from that concept or that mindset to if you want to franchise, if you want to grow, if you want to scale, it can't be all about you. So what's the what's something that maybe you can leave with our Hacker Nation to, to start thinking differently about that or any other tactics that they can 
start to streamline in their business so they can start thinking about their business maybe a little bit differently. Exactly. So, uh, you know, all business owners believe they're very good at what they do or they're the best at what they do. Right. And um, if I'm a baker, I believe my my cakes are better than the guy next door. If I'm a chef, I believe my food is better than the guy next door. So we all in love with our business. And that narrow mindedness sometimes is what really stops the growth of the business. You cannot fall in love with your business to a point where you say it's all me and it's all mine and uh, nobody else can do it like I do it. That's fine. You know, that that's a good star you just bought for yourself, you know, but at, at the end of the day, you know, that's stopping your growth. So what do you do is you accept the fact that you created something very good. Hats off to you. Wonderful job. You did this. Now. Let others utilize your knowledge, whatever it is, however it is that you got here. You got here through number of mistakes you made. We all make mistakes. That's what makes us successful. You got to fail. You got to fail. I'm sure you failed as a business owner at some part of the uh, process. And then you finally get up and you realize your mistakes and you go on and you become successful. That failure, that less, those lessons that you've learned is what you want to teach your potential franchisees. So you got to let go and you got to say, yeah, I'm good at what I do. I created something very good. Now let me actually monetize this. Let me make money with this. Let me go big with it. You look at some of the brands that are out there and sometimes uh, Scott isn't really necessarily about providing the highest quality or the highest it's what people need. Right. You know, you look at some of the you look at some of the fast food products that are out there. I mean, McDonald's or, or Subway aren't necessarily known for providing the highest quality products. Right. What they are known for is convenience. Yep. They're there. You have 15 minutes and that's all you have to eat. Well, we're here in right. the corner. You can eat a nice meal and be satisfied and be able to stay for another four or five hours in your office. Mm. So that's a franchise that's been very successful. Now there are very healthy food franchises that are out there and they're doing very well as well. So it isn't necessarily about having the best product, but having a product or a service that people need in various industries, whatever they may be. I wanna shift gears. You, you mentioned failure a few, a few times. Uh, interestingly enough, we have a segment on the show called the Fail Forward Stage. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people, Hossein. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us to one time. You've probably had many, you know, in several, and anytime I ask the question, the guests say, oh my God, which one do you want? I just want one, the most important fail forward moment in your career when you maybe want to even give up, but you didn't give up and you're able to use that one We'll call it a failure as a success to it that, that would ultimately fuel your success fire. So, you know, as I said earlier, Scott, you know, you're not really a successful businessman until you failed right. at least once. Right? right. Yeah. So so, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur since the day I was born. And I feel like it's in my blood. It's in my character. And um you know, so I've started several businesses in my lifetime and seen most of them grow to be, you know, very successful co- uh, companies. When I was much younger, I started a, you know, I've been in high tech world, you know, for most of my life. I'm an engineer uh, by degree, electrical engineer. So, um, you know, I started a, you know, when I was by far younger, I started a a, a very, very high tech company that was really 
a um, disturbing the, the the current system of doing things. I mean, the the, the idea was you know was 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 really. Um, way out there. It was probably 25 years ahead of its time. So I went out and started, you know, obviously this to, to, to establish something so huge, you need, you need funding. And, you know, being a young entrepreneur with barely any resume behind me, you know, it's hard to raise millions of dollars. It's hard to get people to put poor millions of dollars into, in, in their money in someone that really doesn't have a history or, you know, has anything, um, that uh, allows them to to have that trust with. So so of course you know it was difficult to raise that money and and I tried to do it with uh, uh, you know with with you know any type of money that I could come up with in order to start this business on my own. And of course the process takes long. You know if you can't raise the money now you are you know uh, shortchanging everyone in the process in yeah. order in order to yeah. to try to do this in it. but the process is taking long and 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 you're not getting to where you want to be and you yeah. know you don't have the funds to be able to you know to to go out and get a patent for it first and all of that so i learned from that and i said you know when you if if you are a young entrepreneur and you know, the lesson that I learned from that is if you're a young entrepreneur and that, and you don't have the resume behind yourself, you know, it's easier to come up with simpler businesses to start with to build your resume before you have that grand hit where you're trying to change the world right. and require millions of dollars of investment from various people. And, and that's, that's what I did. And I started building myself as an entrepreneur with smaller um, uh, inventions that I came up with that I was able to fund it myself and be able to get it out there. And then once I build that resume, then it's amazing how many people call you and they want to right. pour money into whatever your next idea is, you yeah. know. So yeah. that's the lesson that I learned. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And Hacker Nation, I mean, the, the, the kind of the, the lesson, as he put, or the underlying sort of aha moment for me was you got to keep going forward. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to have people tell you no. You're going to have all these things happening. But the bottom line is you have to you have to build your resume. If you don't have a resume, you have to build it. Well, how do you build it, Scott? Well, you just have to go out and hustle and grind and, and figure it out because one day, like Hossein, you'll be able to maybe be on a podcast or have your own podcast and have a multi-million dollar business or multiple multi-million dollar businesses and look back and then bring other people up, serve other people, lift other people up like he's been able to do with his business. So, you know, if you're in your stuff now, Hacker Nation, we got your back. You know, our Hacker Nation community is all about entrepreneurs just like you that are going through their stuff. Some have gone through it. Some are currently going through it. And we're all here for you. You know, the, as you know, Hossein, we, uh, we here on Success Hackers, is we're all about teaching other people, all of our listeners, how to scale or get to the next level of success in their business. You've laid down a lot of nuggets for us, which has been incredible. But if I were to shine the success hack spotlight on you, Hossein, what is one shortcut? What's one success hack that you can leave with our, uh, with our Hacker Nation community? It's very simple and it's probably very different than what you want to hear. But for me, um, here's what I say. There's a race going on. You're on the sideline. You're never going to win that race you never have a chance to to win that race because you're in the stands watching this race. Get in the race, right? Get in this race, this race of life, this race of entrepreneurship, 
businesses. You know, you hear all these businesses coming out of nowhere. You know, you look at you look at a business like um, Uber. I mean, talk about the way you change the uh, you know you you disturb the, the the norm. You know that's been going on for a long time. But that happened because someone threw their head into the ring. Yeah. Someone came in and said, I'm going to enter this race. I may not win it, but if I don't enter, I never have a chance. Mm. So my suggestion to all the entrepreneurs that are out there, it's exactly what I've done in my life. You got to give it a shot, yeah. right? Get out there. And, you know, you have all these ideas. Like everyone says – the cemetery is the richest pe- place on earth. Why? Because the greatest, the, some of the greatest ideas are buried there. Right. 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 Because people took those ideas to grave with them. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> my suggestion is get out there. Yeah. Do what you have to do and give it a shot. And don't be, don't be, you know, don't be afraid of failing. We are now entering what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. Hossein Tazmi, are you ready for the randomness round? I am. Yes, sir. Best advice you've ever received. You know what but what my best advice was? Not to do it. They told me it's a bad idea. They told me it's never going to work. That was my best advice. You know why? Because that was the fuel that I needed in my tank. And I went out and did it. And I was successful. And I showed them wrong. What's a daily habit? that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Throughout the day, um, that's actually a good question. So there's a few things, but I'll tell you one of them. And that is, I stop for a moment and take a bird's eye view of my business and try to see the whole thing because every day I'm working in it. And I wanna make sure that I don't get trapped inside and that I continue to work on it, not in it. What is one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, one trait that if, if you ask me for one trait, I would say perseverance, staying the course. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I don't know. That's a very tough one, but I would say I think I'm a pretty good soccer player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good thing for you. We, uh, we're not able to watch you maybe uh, play soccer, so unfortunately <laughs> we'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> All right, good enough. Cool, cool. What is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? I read a lot of articles, to be frank with you, and I closely read a lot of business journals, and I, I read the Entrepreneur Magazine. I read the Franchise Times Magazine, and you'd be surprised how much you'll learn about stories of different business owners that are published in this. I like those magazines a lot. They should pay me for, for advertising for them, but I, they, 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 I mean, I, that's what I – I spend my off time uh, studying a lot of different business journals and articles that are out there. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service that's helped your business to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Facebook has been always good. And you know um, we have done some advertisement on Facebook. But what I like is social media, social media influencers. Utilizing social media influencers uh, is probably one of the least expensive and the most effective way of reaching your audience. Hossein, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and sharing these incredible strategies and success hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? 
So um, if you go to franchisecreator.com, again, it's franchisecreator.com, you'll be able to reach out to me personally. I can also give you an email address, and that email address is info at franchisecreator.com. Um, either one of those would be fantastic. You'll be able to see our phone number there and call us and reach out uh, reach out to us. Um, that email actually goes directly to me, so I'm able to, to see that email and be able to get back with you uh, with any question you may have. Fantastic. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes. And everything that Hossein just talked about, we will have links to, uh, to his business and also the email that he just shared as well. And oh, don't forget, when you're on successhackers.net, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these newest and latest episodes. And before we end the show today, like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to make you aware of something really cool that we have going on. And I think I shared this before, but besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm one of the top business strategists. As a matter of fact, which is pretty cool, uh, Six Figure Coach Magazine just touted me as one of the top business coaches in the country to follow. And I help my business owners, like I mentioned earlier, get new revenues, get new clients, grow revenues, and become more profitable in their small business. Right now, for a very, very limited time only, I'm offering a handful of what I call business breakthrough strategy sessions. It's a $2,000 value that I'm waiving the fee completely. So if you want one of these business breakthrough strategy sessions, right now go to 60minutebreakthrough.com. That's 60minutebreakthrough.com to see if you qualify. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.